resident Welcome to Residential Tech Talks. I'm Jeremy Glowacki, Executive Editor of Residential Tech Today. In this episode, I'm joined by Brandon White, Director of New Product Development at Vanco International, a U.S. manufacturer of premium audio-video products and electronic accessories. One of the reasons I have Brandon on the show this week is to learn more about an article he wrote for us in an upcoming issue of Residential Tech Today where he shares the story of how he has followed in his father's footsteps in the AV business and how his own young son is already showing interest in tech as well. We'll learn more about that and more about Brandon in this episode of Residential Tech Talks. Hey, Brandon, thanks for joining us. Hi, thank you very much for having me. Pleasure to be here. I'm really looking forward to, you know, having you share more about your story that you wrote for us. But first, I thought we should make sure we are on the same page about Vanco. Um, thanks to your excellent PR team at Caster Communications, I'm pretty familiar myself with Vanco and your product line. Um, in fact, there's a photo of uh, you in the article that you wrote for us presenting to the media, uh, the trade media, including me, uh, at Cedia last year. And um, so, you know, I've, I've kept up pretty well, but I wanted to maybe have you provide your elevator pitch about what Vanco does when you have to tell somebody that's never heard of the company? No, sure. I mean, we do a little bit of everything in all honesty. I mean, I would say from, you know, cables, patch panels, um, wall plates, gadgets, gadgets and gizmos, all the way to amplifiers, speakers, uh, HDMI over IP, um, pretty much anything needed for an installation or solution, essentially from A to Z. So. Uh, we have probably about 4,000 SKUs in our wheelhouse to choose from, and it grows consistently all the time. So, wow. um, yeah, it keeps me busy, but uh, no, it's been great so far. And how long have you been with the company? Uh, over five years now. Okay. So I started in 2015. Actually, CES was my, uh, met the team at CES for meetings, things like that, and um, hit the ground running. So, great. Well, and so you're um, director of new product development. I, I can kind of figure out what that means. Um, but, you know, maybe you could walk us through specifically what your role uh, involved is involved in and that van go. Sure. So um, I, going back to my installation days, um, you know, one of the, the people that really helped me kind of get on board, uh, Damien Miletsko, or Damien Miletsko, excuse me. Um, he actually you know, answered this one time really well, you know, we're trying to just make dreams come true, essentially. You know, our products are something that is, you know, a necessity in some respects and also a luxury in some respects. And you know, we're trying to do what we can to create new products using newer technologies for our customers. So these the installers, our distributors, um, that really relate to them and their markets. And what specific products have you ha had a hand in developing? Um, quite a few. Okay. Um, <laughs> you don't have to tell me all of them, but just you know, maybe <laughs> maybe a couple of highlights that uh, you're proud of. Um, sure. I mean, in terms of the audio side, I mean, it certainly helped in terms of the or did the uh, the Beal uh, amplifier in-room amplifiers that were recently released. Um, our HDMI over IP or Evo IP system. Um, spent some quite a bit of time on that and actually we're going to have a second generation of that product uh, released probably the end of Q3 
Evo IP Lite. Um, a little bit more cost-effective solution, but uh, it's only one unit that could be a transmitter or receiver, so it really keeps it nice and easy to relate to and know exactly what's going to work with what. So, um, so quite a bit in terms of audio and the video side of life. So, um, I think altogether we probably do about we try to do about twenty per quarter at least in terms of products. And then skew wise, that kind of goes out from there, obviously, because cables and little widgets they have lots of skews. <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, do you have a specific, um, technical wheelhouse that, that, you know, you, you kind of draw from, are you more of an HDMI expert, audio expert, jack of all trades? What, what do you tend to enjoy doing the most? Um, I mean, starting out probably was born into audio side of life in all honesty, just from my background. And then it kind of grew into when I became an installer, more of the video side of life, just because that's really how the market went, at least on our end. Um, I'd say now at this point, um, you know, there, I don't want to say there's no focus there, but I mean, essentially try to do as much as we can for audio and video. So try to stay level to what's going out there, what's in the market. Um, listen to our customers as much as possible to see what, what other avenues we can really go into. Yeah. So are there any trends that are, are, are kind of needs that are really driving what you're working on right now? Um, it seems like, um, you know, the, the, the bigger trends in, you know, home health and voice control and um, all of that, that stuff, you know, we talk about a lot, but specifically to what you guys are doing, you, you have to solve problems, right? You're right. kind of make things more efficient, easier for the installers, that sort of thing. So what, what are some of the challenges that you're trying to help solve maybe right now? All right. Well, some of the things that we're looking into certainly and actually should have some products probably the end of Q3 is Q3 excuse me is you know products that are more aimed towards you know whether you have to work at home or learn at home or locally at either the office or the school um, just because of how things are I think it's the way that things are going uh, it's good to be flexible in that I think a lot of times you know, it's, you know the, um, the way that technology has been developed we could certainly do that but having that flexibility to do the same thing, either from home or from the office or from school. I think that's going to be really important moving forward. So uh, we do have some products released, being released uh, probably at the end of Q3 is when it should be shipping to kind of really address more of those avenues. Yeah, I should have said that. That's an obvious one. And COVID-19 obviously is affecting everyone in, in major ways. So uh, I did want to ask you about the um, challenges of being in the manufacturing side of things with with everything and the quarantine in the past few months and and just uh, everyone kind of working remotely is that is that your normal state of business or are you typically in an office with colleagues working on development you know product development things so it's been having it has been interesting to say the least on many levels um, on my end so Vanco is based outside of Chicago I live in upstate New York in Saratoga Springs. Uh, generally speaking, uh, I did travel quite a bit. I'd go to the office um, maybe once or twice a month, depending on what's going on, um, to work at the office and to kind of have a, um, just direct lines of communication for wrapping up projects, working through projects, testing, um, you know, follow up with members of you know, QC department, tech support. Um, so, I mean, um, that obviously has not been able to happen for some time. Um, I'll be honest, actually, I haven't been home this long in about 
seven or eight years, um, which definitely has its pluses, you know. Um, you know, I do have two kids of my own. Um, it's just been interesting when school is going on well as work for my wife who works at a school because hmm. a lot of bodies in a small house trying to get things done and stay on task, so to speak. So um, it's kind of, what of somewhat of a management um, internally of you know the household as well as externally through Vanco and Pot Development. And how old are your kids? Uh, my son is 10. My daughter just turned seven. Okay. So you have some... Uh some uh, remote learning uh, when school is going on and this past year you were dealing with that as well? Yes, yes, absolutely. And it, you know, it was a learning experience for everybody. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it, you know, technology wise, uh, actually kind of helped a lot of ways. And, um, you know, even my, my son was helping my daughter out quite a bit, which is great. So oh, nice. it definitely helps, you know, make the flow of things a little bit smoother. Yeah, it really, uh, it tests your, your technical infrastructure in your home, doesn't it? And it's a good thing you're, you're pretty much the, uh, the house, uh, housewide IT manager at that point, I, I suppose, for your family. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, and as far as um, Vanco goes is in this remote environment, you, you've also, you would typically go to different conferences and that sort of thing. I know I saw you, like I said, at Cedia. Um, are you doing some of that as well, representing the brand? Yeah, so we had, we did uh, Infocon Connected. Okay. Um, so we did do that one. Um, took a little bit of a learning curve just because it's a little bit different. But once we got in the hang of it, um, I thought it was fantastic. And, um, you know, we will be doing, we're 100% on board for doing uh, the CD event as well coming up. Great. Uh, and I believe we actually signed up as well for some of the Tech Summit. So. Mm, nice. Yeah, the in-person Tech Summits are going to be a welcome uh, respite for everyone. And as long as everyone's, you know, doing the social distance thing and masks and everything, of course, but it's mm -hmm. nice that they're, that they're diving in and trying to get people back to in-person engagement there with those. Absolutely. I 100% agree. I mean, this relation, the, the business is very relationship based to some extent. You now we see a lot of the name, same names and faces, you know, from show to show, place to place. And, you know, um, so it definitely does help out in terms of that feel of, you know, getting back to normal. Um, you know, getting back into that routine to some extent. Certainly. Sure. Yeah. The last thing I want to ask you before we kind of start, you know, diving into your, uh, your story that you wrote for us is uh, just to get a little more background of how you got to Vanco. Cause I know that uh, your career path didn't start in tech necessarily, but you've kind of touched on it a bit throughout. Um, I saw um, some, some early days that, that were completely unrelated. You wrote about that as well. Um, and so what, what was your educational background? You went to college, you, you didn't study technology per se, but what did you study to start with? And then where did it, that lead you in, to the, your career path? Um, essentially, I, I went to school, uh, graduated four years degree in anthropology. Anthropology, people. yeah. Um, absolutely loved it in every way, shape and form. Um, I feel like it's a great way to help me open my mind to different uh, perceptions and angles and how to look at things, how to observe, um, and really utilize to an extent probably my my day to day life, in all honesty, in and outside of business. I think that's a very it really helped open my mind and my world to that. Um, also studied quite a bit of business while I was at school, uh, specifically international business and marketing. Okay. Um, and then also somehow managed to throw in a a certificate in nonprofit management just because I was able to do that in four years and why not. 
<laughs> okay, sure. But, That's uh, great. And then, so then you graduated and uh, um, not, not that the first, anyone's first job out of college is that memorable or noteworthy, but where, where did you land and, and then how did that take you through uh, to where you are now? So I was, I, when, as soon as I got out of school, I actually was working at initially a mental health hospital. It's mm. a private mental health hospital um, located in upstate New York. And I never really had just one job per se. I always did multiple jobs, whether it is um, while I was at that hospital or in that radio shack at the same time okay. or trying to do something on the side for myself or in restaurants. Uh, pretty much I've done anything and everything in a restaurant at this point in my life. So uh, <laughs> did a little bit of everything. And I think that really helped in terms of experiences. Um, you know, restaurants, for example, I think that's, you know, it's a very, it's a harder environment I think people are used to. Um, and I think you can learn a lot from it from that kind of need it now, you know, order process of environment. And I loved it. Um, but I also worked at Radio Shack and then um, was able to, and through the mental health hospital actually get into their uh, medical records and IT department hmm. essentially. Okay. Uh, at that point, they were trying to get convert to the electronic medical record, which was a very fun process on many levels. Hmm. Um, and then also started installing. So okay, a lot of things overlapped as I just kept going. Um, didn't really have a single one single job of my own until probably. Um, when I was at Wirestorm, actually doing tech support. Okay. And your dad was at Wirestorm, right? Correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll talk about your dad a little bit more. But, um, and that, that was your first uh, real focused on uh, tech job, that full-time job, right? Yeah. Yeah. I would say that was more, um, more of the hands-on approach, certainly, because I did work a little bit at Radio Shack in terms of just doing basic sales making commission off anything that said Radio Shack in the store, batteries, extended plans, things like that. Um, but then once I got into uh, installing, um, you know, that definitely opened my eyes quite a bit more to what can be available in the industry. So you, so you were a full on custom installer at that point, you were just dabbling in it, kind of doing um, jobs when they came along, people that asked for some help or something, how'd that work? So when it came to hip, when I went, was hired by Hippos, um, they, I was full-time installer. Okay. That so that was my main job. Okay. You did um, that then. Mm -hmm. So, um, did that for a bit in there. And I mean, it also happened during the 2008 economy. So, I mean, um, ended up having to leave for a little bit and then went back, uh, when I was able to. So, I mean, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a journey, but, uh, been a great one. So always keep learning from it, learning from those experiences. Absolutely. Well, before we continue our conversation with Brandon White, I want to take a short break for a word from our sponsor. Thank you for listening to Residential Tech Talks. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Elk Products, a leading designer and manufacturer of customized security, automation, and energy management solutions for home and business with unsurpassed product quality and technical support. Secure, reliable, innovative. Control at your fingertips. Find out more today. Go to elkproducts.com. Welcome back. Listening to Residential Tech Talks, and I'm Executive Editor Jeremy Glowacki, 
I'm talking to Brandon White, Director of New Product Development at Banco International. Brandon, now that we know you a little bit better, I wanted to learn more about your dad, Larry White, and his influence on your tech career. Um, we mentioned that he uh, he was at Wirestorm when you were. Um, in your article, which will appear in the upcoming issue of Residential Tech today, um, you know it was a very heartfelt and perfectly timed for a Father's Day issue if we were able to line that up. Um, story about how your dad, a AV industry lifer of 40 years, who's worked in various jobs within the manufacturing space, um, had you know really a positive influence on you as you went into the tech side of your career. Um, can you help everyone out by just kind of running down a bit of where your dad landed over the the years, not that I need you to read his resume, but it'd be helpful just to know where he, where, for those who may have crossed paths with him or not know him, where he was worked over the years. All right, so um, let's see. I could do a brief run through. So from everything from what I understand started back at Lafayette Radios, um, back in the day before I was born, um, actually had a, some of the people that he worked with there actually are still within the industry, still pretty present within the industry. It was kind of funny because growing up, a lot of times, you know, see the same names and faces then, um, you know, lots of times ended up calling, you know, people uncles. Mm -hmm. I saw them so much or heard of them so much. And, uh, you know, and then it's kind of crazy because later on in life, see them more and being in, in the same industry as peers, so to speak. It's, it's interesting. It's trippy unless I saw some. I must love it. I love it. But um, yeah. So he did that. Um, he had his own rep firm through the '80s, uh, represented various lines through there. Um, he always had lots of fun toys to play with, you know, um, samples that he received, things like that. Um, you know, in the '80s, you know, doing TK cassettes, all that were huge. You know, I, I know that he uh, he was in on that. Um, following his rep firm. Uh, he worked for Yamo. He was the Eastern Regional Sales Manager for Yamo mm -hmm. um, for quite some time. And then um, after that, he worked with Wirestorm, Vice President of Sales at Wirestorm, um, when they first started out of Memphis. Um, and then after that, now he's currently with um, Simplified Manufacturing. So okay. That's kind of a the short version of all that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, growing up, you, you you said in your article that your father would often talk you through how to operate various technologies within your own house. Mm -hmm. um, what do you remember learning from him when you were a kid? Well, I loved it because, I mean, he, he's more audio from the audio background, um, or he came from an audio background, excuse me, I should rephrase that. And, you know, we always had a listening room in the house, so... You know, specific pair of speakers, um, turntable, CD player, amplifiers, subwoofer, you know, it was the listening room. Um, so always, you know, ask him about what, you know, what the speakers that he had, what made them different from the other speakers he had, uh, things like that. Um, I remember growing up and, you know, at six years old, having a Nintendo in my room and having, I believe it was Advent bookshelf speakers that he had and a uh, Technica receiver that he had um, that he wasn't using anymore. So I was able to connect my Nintendo and 
he showed me how to you know connect everything how things work the audio side the video side an amplifier speaker speaker wires preamps you know you know every time just something new came in just kind of learned a little bit more so. and and you you also mentioned that your dad uh, as a rap had um, sold some of the early uh, karaoke systems is that right yes he did so and, it's funny yeah so you, right. you, you that kind of led into a little bit of a of a side business for you as well i guess at some point with the djing and all that <laughs> Yep, so he was a DJ with my uncle for a bit, and then I was kind of a fill-in, and then I DJed as well. Um, so depending on through the years, I mean, actually going back in high school, I actually helped DJ some friends' parties, like communion or confirmation parties, uh -huh. things like that. Um, it was more fun than anything, and I learned an absolute ton from doing that as well. You know, what goes into it, you know, the setup, the process, um, and just you know, a feel for the music in that kind of way. For so. sure. Yeah. And, and, um, I, you, you also talked about how your, um, dad really, um, has taught you about the importance of building relationships in the industry. And you mentioned that earlier in our conversation here and that so many of those folks that you called uncles were, you know, people that you've crossed paths with now in your own career. Um, in what, what sort of advice has he given you and how has it played out in your career so far in that relationship building? Um, I mean, be honest and, you know, treat others. So you want to be treated. I mean, I think, um, you know, I'd really take that to heart. I always have um, relationships within and outside of the industry. I think relationships are one of the more important things in life. You know, um, it's kind of funny how small this world is and smaller the industry is. I mean, um, there's another example is there's a, someone I went to high school, or not even high school, junior high school with, uh, ended up um, running into him at a trade show. I haven't seen him. He moved away and actually works for Almo. Oh. Never knew that. Just kind of happened to run into him, bump into him. And, you know, it's a small world and a smaller industry, certainly. So, um, you know, just try to treat people, you know, how you like to be treated, be honest, um, and be yourself. And I think, you know, I started to do like to think I do a good job of doing that. Well, speaking of relationships, your uh, your own son Brody now, as you write in your article, is uh, showing some curiosity for for technology, like you did when you were a kid um, with your dad. What questions um, has he had for you, and what kinds of conversations have you had about technology with your son? Oh, he asks every question ever imaginable. What's this? What's that? How this work? Why is it doing this? Was it supposed to do this? Um, no, everything that comes in, essentially, you know, he sees a new box, I open up, he sees, you know, he's there opening it with me, you know, asking the questions, what does this black box do? <laughs> uh, how is it different from this black box, you know? Right. Um, in, in other ways, too, I mean, he's into gaming, things like that. Um, for Christmas, he, uh, my parents actually got him a little mini DJ setup, so um, just teaching them how to use computers in regards to that little mixing DJ setup, as well as um, you know how things that I do, I interact and how they relate to things he's interested, like gaming, for example. Because um, it's amazing how that's really taken off completely, you know, compared to you know um, the Nintendo days, <laughs> so to speak. So sure. I mean, um, no, it's great to hear him be that interested, and you know, go to a hockey game, something like that, you know. They'll ask like, oh, well, how's that video happening, you know, or when you went to Disney, you know, the projection mapping on the castle, things like that. 
you know, oh, yeah. just relating things that he sees and that he takes interest in and likes to things that you know we talk about we work with and deal with on a day-to-day basis um i think it's kind of helped him get a little bit of interest within the field right right um i have two daughters and uh, it seems like that they start talking about you know what they're gonna where they're gonna go to college way too soon <laughs> um <laughs> in middle school they're already kind of guiding them that direction and and where they're gonna go in their career and it's just like overwhelming sometimes like I don't know what I want to be and it's like you don't need to know <laughs> they're just trying to make sure people have some sort of an idea right well mm-hmm. I, I wanted to ask you if you know based on your experience and with your dad and getting into tech if, um, if Brody's still showing an interest in tech which it sounds like he's pretty into it um, as he's going into high school um, can you think about what kind of advice you might give him in terms of taking elective classes in high school and maybe even a plan for going to college and, and, you know, a career path, that type of thing. I know it's a little early for that for him, but what would you think would, would be, you know, something you would tell him at this point? Yeah, it's pretty trippy to think about it, I must say. But, um, <laughs> no, I mean, I want him to be happy. I mean, I want him to figure out, you know, what first and foremost, what's going to make him the happiest. I mean, if it's electronics, you know, things like that, you know, could certainly help him and be happy to help him steer him in a direction. But, um, you know, we go through everything in life. I mean, I was an anthropology major and, you know, here I am. And, you know, it's really what you make of it and make the most of that situation. So, I mean, if he's really into electronics and I, he really has a, an engineer mind, so I could see him going down that road, you know, just helping him with that path. You know, I have lots of friends, fortunately, who have been down that path who give some really great advice as well. Um, again, to go back to perspective, I mean, the more perspective you have on anything, the better. And, you know, I, I could see him certainly going in that direction. Um, actually, I could also see him, as I was telling my wife, being into project or product management in some respect, because he is incredibly detail oriented, which is, and he asks so many questions based on those details. So I could really see him doing something along those lines. but. Well, ultimately, whatever makes him happy is going to make me happy. So, well, it's it's really a fun story to to read um, and see those connections between your dad and and through you and to your son and and uh, wherever that leads uh, your your son, it should be interesting to follow. And like I said, it's early yet, but uh, <laughs> sounds like you're already kind of thinking about that um, and seeing seeing his potential. Thank you so much, Brandon, for sharing your story today and. Um, I wish you continued success for you and your family, and I look forward, um, you know, to to keeping our readers, viewers, and listeners informed about the new developments at Vanco and seeing you again in person eventually, probably at Cedia Expo in Indianapolis next year, Um, and and that'll be cool. Uh, I'll I'll probably be at a press conference at your booth at that point. So, (laughs) sounds good. Well, thank you very much for your time as well, and uh, really appreciate it. And uh, glad the article is. uh, you know, someone else saw the article and appreciate it as well. Thank you. Also, thanks to everyone for joining us. Be sure to comment, share, and subscribe to our podcast. Um, you can check out all the latest residential tech news at restechtoday.com. Until next time, please stay safe, stay inspired, and let us know if you have a great story to tell. Residential Tech Talk, 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 Residential Tech Talk,